0: Brands, one giant leap for brand kind. This is exit intent. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. We have Kelsey Hunter with us from Paloma. Paloma turns Facebook Messenger into your highest converting sales channel. Kelsey, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Vasa. I love a a glowing intro. (laughs)
0: you got it um, Kelsey uh, we always start our, our shows with a little bit more about our guest um, and how things got started with our current business so can you tell us a little bit more about you know your kind of your resume and and what got you into Paloma?
1: sure so uh, let's see where to start um, I'll start I'll start back at the beginning working retail in high school and college um, <laughs> the, which I, I think is is relevant kind of coming full circle here. I've spent most of my life selling things to people and <laughs> kind of incidentally, but I studied design and tech in school. I started my career in digital advertising, uh, working with big brands before getting the startup bug and moving into software. And on the software side, I worked on software, designing software for a couple of companies in New York, Percolate, which is marketing software, and Button, which is mobile commerce software. And so uh, everything really kind of ended up connecting together <laughs> um, in a very natural way up until 2016, when Facebook Messenger opened up their API. And I, I was working on a project on the side where uh, a messenger bot seemed like a, actually a really great way to, to test it out and, and to validate an experiment that I was running. And to do that, I actually pretended to be a bot for about six weeks and then, and then built some bots. So, um, I've, I've really taken the, uh, MVP to a new level on that one. Um,
0: <laughs> wow. So did you have like a, a bot name? Like, was it, was it like Alexa or you
1: know, Actually, was it Exley. Leslie? Exley. Exley, Yeah, it was uh, to track, um, basically tracking fitness and its impacts on your on your mood and other kind of cognitive things. And I, you know, I thought, you know, what? I want to know how people feel every day, and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask them directly, and <laughs> it, it worked really well. And what's funny is, you know, I was working at Button at the time, which is all about contextually relevant commerce and while having these conversations with people every day I, I was like wait a minute <laughs> the 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 two should be very connected um, if we could talk directly to people we don't need to make assumptions about what they should be buying or, or why they should be purchasing something we don't have to tell people to buy things that don't make sense for them we could just be talking to them directly asking them questions and routing them to the right products and um, so it a kind of very, very much a no brainer for me. Um, but
0: did, did, any, uh, did anybody ever catch you? Uh, like, like, hey, this isn't a bot. This is a human.
1: Oh, my gosh. No. But um, <laughs> the funniest thing that happened was, uh, let's see. So I mean, this was insane. I was doing this outside of my full time job. Um, and it was on a time schedule. And so I was working absolutely insane hours. I don't recommend doing that normally. But for short periods of time I can extend. And I think I was messaging um, at at night, like 8 or 9 PM. And there were times where I fully fell asleep. (laughs) So so somebody would respond like, you know, 30 minutes later, an hour later, um, I'd, I'd wake up 20 minutes later and, and respond. Um, and it was so funny cause uh, I, you know, I'd get something wrong or I'd be delayed and, and the customer would be like, Oh, you're such a silly bot. <laughs> so nobody, <laughs> nobody just assumed that it was a person who uh, was having trouble, always blamed it on the bot.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Good old Exley.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I find it, uh, Really interesting too, because based on your background in design, tech, uh, digital software, um, those four things, I really feel like it came to a very cohesive, I, I guess, full circle nature. Because when I work with you on uh, with Paloma for one of our brands, um, it's it's nice that you guys are so hands on in setting things up. It's it's relieving, so I, I do appreciate that.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's sort of like. I think people underestimate the amount of work it is to get a new sales channel to function well, and so mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of like launching a website. You know, there's the user experience to it. There's, uh, you know, the content, the creative. There's so many different factors, and we know that it's a, a tough undertaking, but that there's so much opportunity when you can get it right. And so we we like being being um, on the ground with that because you know, not only do we then get, get to figure out what the best solution is, um, and our partners are are, are great at, uh, you know, letting us figure that out for them, <laughs> which I appreciate and uh, I feel really fortunate to be able to do, but yeah, it's a lot of different types of skill sets and fundamentally what we're excited about is taking all of the, those learnings and just injecting them back into the software. Um, and so the next time a brand comes on in your category, it won't be as much work.
0: (laughs) Makes sense. Um, What are some triggers for when people should, should have Facebook messenger as another sales channel should startups right out the gate uh, launch with them? Or is there a certain sort of threshold that you recommend?
1: That's a great question. So the thing that gets us really excited about the space and the long-term opportunity here is it really is, is the next storefront channel. And, What we mean by that, you know, if if you look at what a new business is going to do today to start selling online, they're not even opening Shopify storefronts. They're selling through DMs. (laughs) They're they're opening up an Instagram page. They're saying DM me, uh, live chatting with a customer, and then they're sharing PayPal links. And we're seeing this in the US market, but globally, it's been going on for a long time uh, with WhatsApp and Messenger. And so in terms of when a business should be doing this, it's tough because I, I see the new businesses already using these channels, and they don't have any infrastructure to support it. So that's what we're really excited to be developing towards is basically being that first for storefront solution, everything from inventory through order management for these channels. Uh, but if you're an existing brand and you've already got a presence and you've already got your Shopify storefront, then it really there is a question of like timing, right? Is like. Do you have the resources to, to make sure you can give it enough of a commitment to va- really validate it? And that's where I'd say, like, post-seed, probably even, like, closer to post-series A, if you're a venture-backed D2C brand, is probably a good time to start testing to make sure that you've got the budget, you've got the bandwidth. You know, you can really give it a proper go um, for sure. But but on, this, on, on the same side, you know, we work with brands earlier and earlier stages nowadays and frankly like launching with this can be can be even more effective so i'd say start it as early as possible but if you're already kind of like hit the ground running you've already got like a marketing team and things like that then you might want to wait until you've now got the resources to actually give it give it a proper go
0: got it yeah that makes sense um so after, you know, post seed, post Series eight, people already have some channels going. Um, most everybody launches with email. SMS is almost becoming a necessity. How does Paloma work? I, I, I call it communicate with those other uh, channels. Um, you know, I, I know with with SMS, the results are thirty percent better when you combine the two uh, than just running email alone. How does How does Paloma fit into that for D two C brands?
1: Yeah. So. Email and SMS are pretty different in that they're outbound marketing channels, right? You build a list, you push out to that list and you can do the same thing with Messenger, um, but you need to build the list first. So where we actually start with Messenger is as as an acquisition channel. And for that reason, I'd say in terms of how it fits within the mix, oftentimes it ends up being expanding the audience in a way that you don't have access to on those other channels. So, we always want to be mindful of the other channels and, and we we play really well with them. Um, but fundamentally, sometimes it's just a totally different audience, and that's something to kind of take into consideration mm-hmm. but if you if you've already got those things up and running, it will make it easier to coordinate your content and your timelines and your um, you know opportunities for broadcast. But like we recently did a analysis with a a brand that has over 500,000 customers in Paloma, and there's only a 3% overlap with their email list. So there's there's some really interesting stuff going on there that is, is really quite different.
0: So opposed to email, when you're building the list on Messenger, what are some creative ways brands are leveraging that list? I'm a big fan of House File building building lists, uh, and real lists, not buying anything like that. Um, yeah. but what are some creative ways people are, are leveraging it?
1: Yeah. Um, I I'd say, you know, there's some fun things when translating web to messenger that you could do. Like we have some brands that do spin the wheels in messenger, <laughs> which are like, you know, that, that lead gen tactic on site. That's really, that had a, a really big push over the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find stuff like that really fun, but then once you have the list, I think it's, it's a lot about personalization. So one of the benefits of the messenger conversations is that we get a ton of customer data and you can really use that to inform the way that you talk to customers. So whether it's, you know, asking about their, whether you know their dietary preferences or how often they work out or if they have a cat or, you know, mm-hmm. or what color their living room is, anything you want to know, um, you can usually find out, and that can be tagged to the customer's profile. So in terms of you know, continuing the conversation, you want it to to just make sense for them. You've already they've already told you so much about themselves. You really just want to lean into that. So um, I think that I think the best best opportunities there, the most creative uses are actually leveraging that information. I think there's some really like nice things that we saw brands doing. In the earlier days of COVID, um, where they were just like really nicely acknowledging the state that everyone was in <laughs> um, and, and everything going on and just offering to talk to them, um, things like that that I think can be can be really interesting. But in terms of like just broadly outbound pushes, yeah, I, I think those are just the themes that I see. Um, I don't, there's nothing in particular is like a single single broadcast that stands out, though
0: awesome um, what are some other use cases so aside from the the, the remarketing um, you know I'm on I'm on your website right now and I've got a pop-up that says continue as Vasa um, or continue as guests are there ways that someone logging in to their Facebook on your website can unlock other ways to win on their customer journey
1: yeah so basically with with the way that messenger works, it is kind of like a website in that you can. It's an alternative landing page. You can link customers to conversations the same way that you link to it, your website. So oftentimes our brands are driving traffic to uh, messenger acquisition funnels through short links, through QR codes, through ads. Um, there is an on-site chat plugin as well. So those are all really great entry points for how to how to you know build the list, but also acquire your customers. Um, and, and some, like, interesting things I've seen there, like QR codes on mailers, um, QR codes in, in person, in store. I think there's a ton more opportunity there, especially with the way people are shopping now. Um, on the URL side, you can place these URLs anywhere. On the on-site chat plugin, that's something that I think is a little trickier for e to adopt because of the fact that they usually have a CX, you know, on-site chat widget. But mm-hmm. if you do have there's a lot of benefits to having Messenger as your on-site chat plugin. For one, you know who the customer is <laughs> and you don't have to ask. So if you said you could continue as Vasa. If you did that, you're logged in with Facebook. We know who you are. And when you leave the website, we can keep messaging you. And that is a fundamentally you know, different than any other on-site chat plugin in a way that is just so low friction to the customer. So you could use that on-site Plug in to help customers shop, to provide guided shopping on the site um, in a way that they're not gonna get just browsing by themselves. We like to say about websites that they people don't shop there. <laughs> That's just where they check out. So who's helping them make purchase decisions? it's not it's not the brand. <laughs> it's you know all the third party platforms out there, the TikTok videos, the influencers, the talk to your friends. Um, so, if, if you actually have an opportunity to help a customer make a purchase decision, you absolutely should, and on sites is a great way to do that. Coming from ads is a great way to do that, coming from QR codes. Uh, so, it, use case-wise, talking about entry points, I think that's those are probably some of the more common things, um, but ads are the most popular. So, the whole premise there is that if you drive, you know, ad traffic to your website, that most of that traffic is gonna leave and you're not gonna know who they are and most of them aren't gonna convert. Conversion rates on site are, are what, they're average 3%. So the alternative here is that you can run ad traffic to Messenger instead. And when the customer gets into Messenger, you actually get to help them make a purchase decision. You can ask them questions, you can guide them down to the right products, tell them why they should be making a purchase. And ultimately that's, that's how we see the best results here. Our conversion rates are typically 2 to 10x that of a website.
0: Love that. I want to save that to when we get to some benchmarks. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But we will come back to that. One thing I do love about um, your on-site widget is I'm a big fan of customer experience. And there's some, you know, customer support programs that um, aren't quite in real time. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we lose out on on a lot of opportunity there. And the fact that you lean in so much on, uh, I love how you said people don't shop there. They just check out. Um, That's big to me when we're community managing on paid social, let's say uh, we're literally asking customers what their zip codes are when they say, Hey, where can I buy this in store? Um, And we'll give them literally the cross streets and creating that sort of frictionless uh, journey, even if it's digital to retail, is huge to us.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I love that. And that, like, you asked about when should people be doing this? And, and fundamentally, you know, businesses already have these channels. It's, it, they default to being on, right? So it's just a matter of whether or not you're using them and supporting the customers there or not. Exactly to your point, like, if you can do that and meet them where they are immediately, Right in a scalable way. Why wouldn't you? I think, I think that's, a, that's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, it, it, I think it goes back to my uh, service industry roots. Um, you you got to take orders. You know, it's yeah. if you don't if you don't go to a table and greet them and go through the proper process, the they're, they're not going to order. They're going to walk out and you're you're going to get written up. That's kind of how I view DVC. You just (laughs) got to take the orders. Um, So um, (laughs) going going back to benchmarks, uh, what are some benchmarks that you've seen or that you, that Paloma, um, yeah. What are, what are some Paloma benchmarks?
1: Sure. So, uh, so most, most brand partners are driving ad traffic to our conversations and messenger and we're taking those customers down a shopping conversation, ideally to a product match and then, uh, typically they're checking out on site. And so each step of that funnel is basically, you know, at the ad level, you've got your normal ad metrics, that, you know, CPMs, click-through rates. But once the customer clicks on the ad and they're graded in Messenger, if they respond to that first message, they're opting into messages with your business. So we track opt-in rate. It's, it's a, sort of the equivalent of like a bounce rate or the opposite of a, a bounce rate. <laughs> so um, So opt-in rate is the first one. We typically see 30 to 50% opt-in rates depending on the business and product type, but 30% is our our kind of baseline goal there. Um, So if you compared that to a bounce rate, it it would be a 70% bounce rate, which is typically a bit better than site. Um, After the customer opt-in, then you've got completion rate. Completion rate is the customer finished the conversation, was matched with product. Um, most of our experiences, there's some type of back and forth with the customer. And across the board, regardless of product type, category, how many questions we ask, what questions we ask, we see 80% or higher completion rates. So there are situations where things will work better than others. And because we have that type of benchmark, we know how to fix it if it's not there. So, uh, But 80% is pretty normal for completion. And then after the customer completes, Do they click on product back to the site? Uh, For that, we usually see 50% or higher. And then from there, you've got your normal things like add to cart and purchase rate. So basically top of funnel and very bottom of funnel, we'll just compare to click to site directly, but you also have access to all of this mid funnel data that you might not have access to for the website.
0: And and what is all of this doing to CPAs and, and ROAS?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, conversion rate is the thing that we own because of the fact that it's sort of like, you know, it's like the website. We're giving you a destination for traffic and it is going to convert at a higher rate than click to site. Um, So ultimately, if, if the paid media is performing as efficiently as it normally does and we double your conversion rates, your CPAs should be cut in half, your ROAS should be doubled. Uh, so we have partners like Joybird, for example. Uh, Facebook recently released actually two case studies of ours. <laughs> one was for Lala, one was for Joybird. Um, both of them we 3x conversion rates. And, and that's not abnormal. And so the returns were incrementally improved as well.
0: Very nice. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of of what we're doing uh, with, with Outer Isle and Paloma and uh, with Paid Social. One thing I, I want to ask for the audience that may be wondering, what are the cons of going to Messenger versus a landing page, if any?
1: Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. Cons. Um, <laughs> I think that there's probably, let's see. Hmm. Wow. No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> I think that there's always a better benefit to going to Messenger because you get to capture the customer info and, again, help them make the decision. But let's see, maybe if it's like the best landing page in the world, <laughs> I'm not sure what that would mm-hmm. look like. That, that's a tough question. I don't have a great answer. I don't think that there's a world where I think that that's better.
0: No worries. Um, so where I'm <laughs> going with that, that question was, is there ways to take a uh, you know, optimal landing pages and apply that to Messenger. Um, there's obviously, you know, a recipe to a really quality landing page that performs. Are there any ways to mimic that in Messenger?
1: Absolutely. And and it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, it, we, we think of the Messenger kind of conversation as like a scaled salesperson, which, which is also what a landing page is trying to do, right? Like mm-hmm. everything, they're all trying to do the same thing. But how you talk to people from a landing page is just different than how you talk in a one-to-one conversation. The landing page is inherently one-to-many. It's either brand talking to as many people as you can, um, hopefully in a pretty focused way, and hopefully it resonates with enough people. Within the Messenger conversation, you don't have to make any of those assumptions. But there are insights that inform your landing pages that we want to bring into Messenger too, right? So like, let's say... um, you know, you know, if you know that that a lot of your customers like your products because they're on Keto and uh, a cauliflower-based stack is really helpful for them, then, you know, you want to take that into, into Messenger. If you know that certain data points resonate well, that certain value props resonate well, we can flip those around and turn those into, again, conversation. So if you know that the fact that let's say there are zero carbs in your product is something that really hits with your customer base. Then in a, in a conversation, you might say, great. Are you, are you doing low carb keto? How long have you been doing it? You could even ask as much as details, like how many carbs, what, what are your macro goals? <laughs> um, you could, you could ask literally anything you want, and then you're going to be able to share the same data point back to the customer um, in a way that not only is is getting the point across that you wanted to, but it feels more personal to them because they know how, how relevant it is to their experience. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> um, uh, and on the flip side of this, what are, what are some common pitfalls that you want to advise listeners who are just being introduced to Paloma to stray away from?
1: Sure, so let's see. I think like across the board, the whole point is to talk one-to-one in a way that's personal to the customer. So as best as you can get to know them and make it about them and less about you is going to be useful. So for example, you don't typically want to ask a value prop question, like which, which of our value props do you care most about? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, like that, that's not, and and maybe it's like ease of, ease of use, cost, et cetera. Like customers don't like to answer that type of question, but if you turn it around and said, like, oh, what would make your your day 10 times easier? Um, a, a keto snack that I don't have to think about? <laughs> uh, you know, like, you can turn it around in a way that is about them, is about their lifestyle. Uh, that's pretty important. Um, other other things, I mean, fundamentally, I, just on a technical side, a lot of the early chat stuff, There's there's some things on the chat side and on the media side that we've seen, really, it, it can be hard to navigate. Fundamentally, the first wave of chatbots were all uh, you know, <laughs> functionally not necessarily great, but on the media side, there's a lot of mistakes that are easy to make because there's frankly just not a lot of education out there. So for example, when you set up an ad that clicks to Messenger from Facebook, oftentimes people think it needs to be the message objective, but it, it doesn't. <laughs> you can just have a purchase objective ad click to Messenger instead. Um, and that's actually a lot of people who've played around with the space don't know that. Um, so that, that's one. And then when you do set those ads up, Facebook has some defaults they put in place that just don't make sense either. Like they'll default to having a click to click to, uh, sorry, a CTA on the ad that's like send message. Um, but if your ad is like, Hey, find your fit. I get 15% off. Uh, shop now or learn more is going to work better. Yeah. So there, there's definitely like a, a learning curve on how to operate things just fundamentally um, that I think is important and something we try to we try to help with.
0: I love it. Our, this is, this is one question I should probably know the answer to because we work with you, but <laughs> you see a lot of uh, uh, messenger apps pop up on pages. Does Paloma offer that? Like when you click to a brand's Facebook page, there's an automatic pop up from the messenger?
1: Yeah. So that'll only happen if you have a super high response rate. So, like if you aren't automating chat for your page, then, and, and then you do implement it, it takes some time for Facebook to catch up to the fact that you are, you have 100%, you know, less than one minute response time. Otherwise, Facebook won't won't allow that pop up to happen. But yes, we we do support that for brands. Uh, but fundamentally, if you're too slow to respond to messages, unfortunately, Facebook won't encourage people to message you.
0: Uh, so it won't pop into like an automation flow the way that uh, Click to Messenger does.
1: No, no, it it will. Um, I just what I just mean by that is that the messenger bubble won't pop up on a brand's Facebook page if Facebook thinks you're going to be slow to respond I to a customer. So if you're just implementing Paloma or automation for the first time, you have to improve your response rate before Facebook will allow it to automatically pop up. But yes, for people who just message a page directly, yeah, automation there is, is totally feasible. A lot of our brands do that where we start with a, we start with an introduction for the customer we'll say, Hey, thanks for reaching out. What can we help with? And they can have the options to take a quiz visit the site, talk to the support team, anything else like that.
0: So basically every brand needs to have an xle before they can unlock uh, <laughs> Paloma. Um, <laughs> um, it,
1: well, I mean, that's today brands are, are live chatting, right? And that's kind of what I mean by like, you already have the channel, right? It, it's already open by default. You can't, mm-hmm. it's not a choice <laughs> to say, I'm not going to, I mean, I, I guess you could ignore it if you wanted to, but. Uh, you know, to have a baseline experience for your customer there is, generally speaking, a good idea.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's just some brands that uh, may or may not be too too quick to respond.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, might be some people sleeping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to uh, answer a question that I, I – or ask a question that I haven't asked yet. One that I know the answer to personally is – how easy is it to, to get going with Paloma for, for me with outer aisle, it was, I I felt like you did all the heavy lifting and I was shocked. I was like, Oh sweet. I didn't have to do anything uh, too (laughs) difficult here. Um, Yeah.
1: That's the dream. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. We, we find that uh, particularly with, with brands uh, at that stage in size, no one knows what to do. Um, and We've been fortunate to do this with so many different types of brands and products and, not only do we have that expertise, but the soft the software we've built is phenomenally easy to launch these things. Now that we know what to do with it, so um, so fundamentally, how to you know to get started. Most of our brands are are launching within one to two weeks, and the process is basically, hey, we want to learn about your business, your products, why people buy them, why don't they buy them. We'll take one of our templated experiences that we know performs really well for your product category or customer type. Um, and then we just we just basically match it up to your inventory um, and, and the customer type that you have. And so it's a pretty straightforward process. Uh, we try to launch really quickly because once you get something live, then it's all about testing and iterating. And that part is really crucial. Uh, and, and one of the benefits of Messenger fundamentally is that unlike a website, Rotating in new things, testing new copy, testing new questions, the order of things, the order of products, the links that you link to. So easy to do and so so nimble in the channel. So we like to like to make it easy, like to launch people fast and then the more you know, the more we can learn the better.
0: I hear you. Well thanks for making it so easy on us. Um Let's uh, let's transition into the rapid fire questions. I need to get some sort of like <laughs> sonic branding for rapid fire questions. Uh, it'll be like the, <laughs> the sound
1: the, effects, yeah, yeah, like, like
0: the score from Sicario or something like that. All uh, <laughs> scary. Um, so, I guess my, my first question is going to be: What is one thing currently that Facebook does not have that, if they did have it, would make Paloma that much better?
1: So the thing that's on the top of my mind always is Instagram DM API, which uh, is in development. So fortunately that won't be a thing uh, to worry about much longer, but that's a real game changer. I think that customers who directly message Facebook pages, usually it's a support request. But people who directly message an Instagram page, that's typically more of a shopping intent. And that to be able to, manage that experience and scale that for brands is going to be huge. So <laughs> we're really, really excited about that. And fortunately as a, as a Facebook platform partner, um, you know, we'll, we'll be one of the first on it.
0: I can't wait. Uh, at GB, we spend about 50 or 60 hours a week, um, doing what we only hope that Plum is going to oh, do no. soon.
1: Yeah. yeah, we'll do it soon. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> can't wait for that either. Um, my next question is, what is your ideal tech stack if you were launching a D2C brand today?
1: Ooh, if I were launching a D2C brand today, let's see. Well, um, Paloma would, would come first. Of course. <laughs> so, of course, of course. Um, let's, uh, let's see. I mean, just like operationally, there's there's plenty of tools that I really like to use day to day, like Notion, for example. Um, and things that just make it easy to start getting content out there and talking to people. So let's see, I'd probably go with like a lot of the basics around email comms, Klaviyo, um, and, and then in terms of the actual storefront tech, I, I really, if I were starting from day one, I would start with messaging first, just because you get so much more insight about your customer um, and then,
0: So you wouldn't start, yeah. you wouldn't start with a, a website?
1: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The, the, and that's really like, that's the world that we're building towards. Right. It's like what new sellers are doing online and selling through those channels first without even having a website. Um, and that, that's what, if if I were a DTC brand, that's what I would get so excited about. Like it's about direct to consumer, right? There's no more direct than literally talking to people. So, and, and, and as a person with a a product and design background. That's that's why I got into this in the first place. I, I I want all as much information as I can to inform the best way to sell to people. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> probably a cop out answer, but um, I think that's that's the most exciting thing here for new businesses.
0: I, I love that answer. I'm I'm going to be thinking about that probably for the rest of the day on how that would work. <laughs> and um, there's some people I'm thinking of in my head right now that their um, probably mind is blown just. Thinking through through that, so um,
1: yeah, I, I, I like it's it. It's becoming more common. I'll, I'll, there's a new brand that we launched with recently that literally just launched their first product. Um, they did launch web before Paloma, but only by like a week or two, and uh, you know immediately we've outperformed, and they're learning so much more about their customers this way. So it's 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 just really it's really exciting. I think it'd be a really fun time to start a a DSC.
0: That's wild. Uh, like, it's literally that, that gif of the dude wearing the glasses and his mind's blowing. <laughs> and it's like the clouds are coming out of his head. Um,
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Would you, uh, I want I to, I have more questions on this one now because I didn't expect that. Um, would you potentially consider like a pre-launch to Messenger? You know, some brands maybe gate or pa- like pa- they password protect yeah. their website.
1: Yeah, I love that idea. (laughs) That's really fun. The, I mean, text, text text-based messaging is just a really fun interface. I think I, I don't know if you are like into games, but text-based games I always found really enjoyable. So um, it's just like the perfect channel for me. But I love that idea of like you could have some initial storytelling there. Mm -hmm. You can have some gatekeeping there. You could have like you have to enter a certain code. Um, Everything's really easy to manipulate. When it's all tech space. so I think I think there's yeah, absolutely. We and we encourage pre-launch for brands on the channel anyway, just because of again the, the lead gen opportunity too.
0: I love that. I'm gonna be noodling on this for the rest of the day. I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, I
1: threw that- down rabbit holes on like customer research too. Like, you can ask people anything you want, and if you're pre-launch, why not try to get all that data? Yeah, you know, before you're even live and then have a direct channel to market to and in once the product launches. Absolutely. No not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Last question of, of rapid fire is if you were starting a CPG brand today,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who would you start it with?
1: Who would I start it with? I started with Zach Podbella, my co-founder. <laughs> um I know that's probably a cop out too, you, but you,
0: you're definitely not making any enemies today.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't normally. I we just really get we get along so well. Um, we have very similar communication styles. It's funny when uh, so he, he just joined the team last at the end of last summer, um, and so I did the solo co-founder the solo founder thing for a number of years, and it's been such a game changer. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've had plenty of of like you know. Tough things to work through, but like fundamentally, we just operate really well together, and um, I think trust is super important. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Don't need to fix no anything. Cards. That's that's not broken there. <laughs> um, well, here, here's the the second part of that question. Now, what would you guys uh, create? That's
1: the that's the fun question. Um, <laughs> I I thought about this. I, I'll think about this for a minute, but. When I think about like if we were if I were to start a CPG brand, what would it be? Um, And I just start start thinking about my favorite foods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they're not very CPG friendly. Like buffalo wings, I don't think are a good idea. So (laughs) I think that's a tough one to answer. Um, I actually there's already plenty of plenty of this out there, but like palomas are actually my favorite drink. So I'm really happy that those are packaged in cans now. (laughs) I can just buy them places um but yeah probably not not the most funny answer um no,
0: is is that why paloma is named paloma
1: <laughs> no it's just a happy coincidence uh paloma means dove or, or pigeon it's the same thing but uh yeah it was like a message a messaging bird theme also just really charismatic name <laughs> got it
0: well very cool um kelsey where can everyone find you and paloma if they're interested in chatting
1: sure so our website getpaloma.com um, you can message us on on Facebook, uh, and uh, me. I think I'm Kelsey Ah on Twitter, LinkedIn, all the places. Uh, feel free to DM me. <laughs> I think those are probably all the hot spots.
0: I'm actually surprised you have a site now that we had this conversation. Pretty soon, it's just going to be gone. Just be <laughs> messaging. messaging.
1: Sorry, It week. was for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 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 website yeah, it's pretty simple. We don't frankly <laughs> spend a ton of time on it. Probably should spend more time on it, but we spend more time messaging. So that's, a, I, I, I like, I like spending more of my time with my customers.
0: <laughs> Same. Our, our website's pretty, uh pretty trash. I like yours though.
1: Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, well, Kelsey, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for joining us. And um, that's going to be a wrap for us.
1: Great. Thanks so much, Rasa. Great you, being here.
0: You got it. Take care.